20 in a row, Wax 104.5. Glad to have you along on a Friday morning, 45 right now. It'll get about 58 and sunny today, but tomorrow I don't think you're going to like it quite as well. Showers of a lot of different varieties, it looks like, and the high is going to be 43. Let's get to uh, our news. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire, and a look at the morning news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Trump took a jab at Joe Biden after the former vice president entered the 2020 presidential race. I've known Joe over the years. He's not the brightest light bulb in the group, I don't think, but he has a name that they know. The president made that remark during an interview on Fox News' Sean Hannity show last night. Biden had announced earlier yesterday that he's running for president. Trump tried to draw a contrast between where the country is today and where it was when Biden was vice president. Trump claimed that the United States is respected again. He said he's not sure who's going to win the Democratic nod for president, but named Biden and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders as the favorites. Joe Biden was asked why former President Obama has not yet endorsed him. I asked President Obama not to endorse, and he doesn't want to. We should, whoever wins this nomination should win it on their own merits. Speaking yesterday at the Amtrak station in Delaware, the former Veep says it's going to be up to Democrats to decide if he's the best choice to beat President Trump. Biden rolled out his presidential campaign with an online video Thursday morning challenging Trump's moral leadership. Last night, Biden was at the Philadelphia home of Comcast executive David Cohen for a big-dollar fundraiser in which Democratic lawmakers, the Blue Cross CEO, and other top party players were expected to attend. Alleged low pay and few benefits are prompting Uber drivers across the nation to plan a 12-hour strike. Drivers say that they're going to turn off their apps on May the 8th. San Francisco-area drivers will also stage a protest in front of Uber's headquarters as the company plans to go public. Organizers say drivers are not benefiting at all from the millions that the company earns off their work. And James Holzhauer continues his winning streak on Jeopardy. A win of nearly $90,000 Thursday night brings his 16-day winning streak total to more than $1.2 million. Holzhauer says his life as a professional sports gambler has definitely given him a huge advantage when it comes to taking risks. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Have you watched that guy on Jeopardy at all? I watch it almost every day. Yeah, and I was I was talking to my sister. She lives in Naperville, Illinois, which is yeah. suburb western suburb. That's where the kid is from. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my brother in law, her husband, worked with his dad at Amico there, the you know, when they had a big yeah. headquarters there. And this kid went to school with my nieces at Naperville Central High School, so they're really <laughs> anxious down there yeah. watching this kid, but I've never seen a, anybody a game show like that. That is so cool, calm, collected, confident. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that confidence is uncanny. I mean, he gets that double jeopardy yeah. question and uh, give her all. Yeah, take it all. Yeah, tw- I'll, I'll bet twenty thousand. Uh, I guess that's a sign of a true gambler. So I don't know how much he's going to end up with when he's all said and done. But wow, that boy's got a lot of money made. Yeah. Oh. I, when it comes to Jeopardy, I, I'm i like reading when I move my lips when I'm reading. <laughs> I know, I'm always but it, behind. But it's fun to watch. And now <laughs> that I know that, I uh, take a little more interest in it. Yep. So, again, if you haven't watched Jeopardy, watch this kid. Uh, what is it, 6.30 on Channel 13? It's on every night. So yep. watch him. He's, uh, he's something to see. All right, we got a lot of chores to do this morning. Our news this morning. 
Brought to you by Osseoplastics and Supply. The Clark County Economic Development Corporation and Tourism Bureau is hosting the 9th Annual Clark County Spring into the Arts Tour, Saturday, April 27th from 9 to 5, and on Sunday, April 28th from 10 to 4. Clark County's finest artists, guest artists, and their creations will be on display at 15 locations throughout the county. Take a tour along the scenic country roads to the studios to see the art of painters, potters, woodworkers, metal workers, jewelers, weavers, glass workers, and more. Follow the map and watch for the signs. For more info, call 715-255-9100. North Point RV invites you to Customer Appreciation Days, April 25th through the 28th. Four big days of big savings. North Point RV is Northern Wisconsin's largest RV dealer of travel trailers, fifth wheels, park models, and toy haulers. Reps will be on hand. Big savings and financing available. Enjoy charcoal chicken. It's Customer Appreciation Days at North Point RV, April 25th through the 28th. Your family's summer fun starts at North Point RV on Business 53 between Eau Claire and Chippewa Falls, where the road begins. It's gigantic. It's colossal. It's enormous. It's the trade-in and trade-up sales event. This week only at Prestige Kia. There's never been a better time to save thousands in minutes on every new Kia in our huge inventory. For a limited time, Prestige Kia will take any trade, even if you owe six, eight, even $10,000 more than it's worth. So you can drive home a new Kia for less. New 2019 Kia Sportage LX all-wheel drive SUV. Lease just $199 per month with $39.30 do-it signing for 36 months. And you still get the Prestige Kia Lifetime Warranty. Don't prejudge your credit. If you have a job bringing home $2.99 per week, Prestige Kia wants to approve your credit today with as little as zero down. Lower prices, exceptional trade-in values, and a better buying experience. Only at Prestige Kia, where you always spend less and get more. Just one mile north of I-94 and Highway 93 in Eau Claire. Or visit spendlessgetmore.com. Stock number 10865K, 10,000 miles per year. Plus tax, title, license, and first month payment. Zero security deposit, trade balance refinance, to new loan. Subject to lender approval, offers not combined. Looking at our wax weather, I think you're going to like today, 58 and sunny, then it's going to change a little bit. 33 overnight and cloudy, then tomorrow some uh, showers move in. I think the worst, though, is going to be down to the south. We'll get some showers and I about 43 down from here south all the way to Madison. I mean, it could be, you know, sleet, snow, rain. So it's going to be kind of kind of nasty on Saturday. So if you've got some plans to be traveling, be careful. Once you Sunday, then it'll just be 52 and cloudy. Some morning showers on Monday. Uh, high should be in the mid to upper 50s and then back into the 50s on Tuesday with cloudy conditions. Right now it's 49 in Green Bay, 51 in Milwaukee. The Madison Sun Prairie area checking in at 49 this morning. In Wausau, it's 47. Marshfield, 44. Rice Lake, 45. 50 in La Crosse this morning. And 45 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. Again, on our way to sunshine and 58 today. Seven minutes after five, lots of markets, lots of news to take a look at this morning as well. And uh, we do it with help of a lot of good folks. The Farm News is being brought to you by Strong Microbials. For peace of mind on crop preservation, count on Strong Microbials, family-owned and founded by microbiologists right here in Wisconsin. Their super-sile forage and silage inoculants deliver a fast pH drop and great numbers for liquid protein and estimated milk. Strong Microbials super-sile products are premium inoculants at a low, fair price. Strong Microbials is a friend to farmers. Go to strongmicrobials.com or call Strong Microbials at 844-696-4276. That's 844-696-4276. 
You can't build a reputation on what you're going to do. Henry Ford. The Ford Motor Company honors only 10% of all Ford dealerships in the United States with a prestigious President's Award. Only 10%. One of those winners of the 2018 President's Award? Eau Claire Ford. Right here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Rick Moore, the owner of Eau Claire Ford, has built a solid team of people that care and want to help you. On behalf of our entire team at Eau Claire Ford, thank you for being more than just customers, but being our friends. I'm Rick Moore. We are proud to be part of the Eau Claire community. We are proud of our employees who come to work every day with the attitude of providing exceptional service. We aren't perfect, and when we fall down, we try harder. Here's another quote from Henry Ford. My best friend is the one who brings out the best in me. Thank you for being a friend and bringing out the best in us. Thank you. We really do appreciate your business and your continued support. Eau Claire Ford, winner of the 2018 Ford President's Award. When farming, prices fluctuate, whether it is feed, milk, or livestock prices. Hi, this is Michelle from Tureen Livestock Market in Thorpe. One thing that is consistent, we at Tureen Livestock Market will work to get the best prices for your livestock. We're not a cooperative. We're family-owned and operated. Our sales are every Monday and Wednesday, and we're convenient located one and a half miles north of Thorpe on Highway 73. Give us a call at 715-669-7127 because at Train Livestock Market, we're always striving to be the best market of choice for your livestock. One in three adults has prediabetes, but with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Let's take a look at our Friday morning market news, courtesy of strong microbials and Scott, the cash livestock trade here at the end of the week. Fed beef steers are at 121 to 125. Fed beef heifers, 120 to 122. Fed Holstein steers, 89 to 93. Cows are at 58 to 65. Bulls, 75 to 80. Butcher hogs, 40 to 60. Sows are 30 to 50. Boars are 20 and down. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are at 110 to 160, and feeder lambs are 150 to 210. And then the futures market for livestock continue to be under pressure at the Mercantile Exchange. June live cattle at 115.37, that closed down 297. August live cattle 112.92, down 290. October 113.87, down 275. Feeder cattle for May at 143.55, down 297. August. At 153.25, down 347. September, 154.32, that was down 355. October, down 340. November, down 310. Lean hogs for May, 87.85, that was down 132. June hogs, 89.77, down $3. July and August, also down $3. Board of Trade, just a real, real uneasy market with the uh, weather supplies or burdensome supplies still in the bins and trade talks the markets uh, are scratching to to make something positive and it's tough july corn this morning's now at 357 a bushel july oats at 287 wheat at 442 july soybeans down four from yesterday's close at 868 and the meal down three dollars a ton at 30660 Dairy markets were better, though. Barrel cheese up three at 163. The blocks up two at 169. Butter up a half at 226. Class three prices, some nice jumps. April up seven at 1598. May over $16 now, up 45 cents yesterday to 1629. June price went up 32 to 1637. July class three up 20 to 1648. August up 19 
1671 as prices are higher, nicely higher for the most part, all the way out through next April. We've got 12 minutes after 5 o'clock as we look at our market news this morning, brought to you by Strong Microbials. And uh, we've got 45 degrees sunshine today. High is going to be about 58. As a man of the land, you ask yourself tough questions, like if my auger could talk, what might he say? And as a man of truth and wisdom, I can tell you that when called upon, your auger might say something like, gee, it sure is a nice day to move some green there, Reem. Reem a boot to shoot some green into that bin over there. And now you ask, why does my auger sound like a royal mounty? Well, that's because there's a chance you bought it from some fancy outfit in Canada. That's right, you may have unintentionally outsourced a piece of equipment that sits at the center of your operation, that transports your most precious cargo, Canada, a country that is not America. Now you know, and now next time you get it right. Because Sudengay Industries manufactures the world-class Ox Portable Auger right here in America's heartland, George, Iowa. Ox Portable Augers from Sudengay. There's work to do. The Ox. Time to get ready for spring, and we're going to do that by talking to one of our experts in the field, and that's Nick Schimmick, who works with Pioneer. Nick is a field agronomist serving northeast Wisconsin, and Nick, as we uh, look at what happened last fall and what we've got this spring out there as far as lots of flooding, lots of runoff, how concerned are you about uh, keeping nutrients like nitrogen uh, in those fields, in those soils, and maybe some of the uh, things we might have to do to, to make sure we've got enough out there. You bet, Bob. One of the, one of the biggest things that happened last fall is that was that wet fall that delayed some fall applications, pushed some more, pushed some more of those nitrogen applications into the spring. And so, like you're saying, this, this wet conditions, we're concerned whether or not that nitrogen is going to stay there and, and how stable that's actually going to be. So with that, there's been some questions on nitrogen stabilizers, which can be used to help keep that nitrogen um, in the form that's needed and without being leached away or even volatizing away. So when I'm referring to nitrogen stabilizers, though, we want to make sure that we're using the, the correct product. So there's two things we want to look at. One is the correct product, and the second is the timing of the application that, that you're planning on doing. So when we're looking at talking about nitrogen stabilizers and the correct pro- uh, product, there's a couple different kinds that we're looking at. One is the nitrification inhibitor. So that is, when we're talking about that, that's keeping the ammonium form of that nitrogen in its, in its ammonium form longer before being that bacteria can convert it into um, the nitrate form, which then can be more easily leached or denitrified. And the other kind of nitrogen, or the other kind of nitrogen stabilizer we're referring to is a, what's called a urease inhibitor. And so that works by trying to protect that urea molecule from breaking down into uh, ammonia, which can be, then be lost through volatilization. So when you want to look at what correct product you use, you want to really look at what nitrogen form you're putting on. You have more nitrogen in that ammonium form that you want to protect, or you're going to have some more in that urea molecule form that you want to protect. And then secondly is that timing. So whenever you're going to be putting on putting on your nitrogen. Like I said, last fall we didn't really get, get to put as much on as we maybe had hoped, where a nitrogen stabilizer can be more, or a nitrogenification inhibitor can be more effective in that fall timing. So if we're looking at using a nitrification inhibitor this spring, some things that might be most beneficial will be looking at areas that you're more wet and waterlogged, areas that you're more prone to um, leaching and denitrification. So make sure you use the right nitrogen stabilizer and make sure you apply at the right time. 
With that information, Nick Schimmick, field agronomist in northeast Wisconsin with Pioneer. Do you know the secret? We know the secret. Hi, I'm Rick, and I lost 38 pounds and over 31 inches, and I know the secret. Hi, I'm Jessica. I lost over 61 pounds and over 41 inches. I know the secret. Hi, I'm Peter. I lost 76 pounds and over 30 inches. I feel much better, get around better. I know the secret. Hi, I'm Dr. Justin Scher, D.C. with Eau Claire Weight Loss, and I know the secret to losing up to one pound of fat every day. My unique weight loss program makes it easy to lose weight, get healthy, and get your energy back naturally, safely, and effectively. If you'd like to lose unhealthy fat without counting points or calories, no exercising, no prepackaged meals, no HCG, no surgery, and no hypnosis, call my office now at 715-502-4748 or visit weknowthesecret.com. We know the secret. Seventeen minutes after five, we've got forty-five degrees right now. We'll get up to about fifty-eight today with sunshine, but tomorrow is the day you're not going to like. Forty-three is all we're going to get for a high. As we get down to about thirty-three overnight tonight, and we're going to have some showers. Mainly, though, if you're heading south, it's going to be heavier the more south you go. Well, today is Arbor Day in Wisconsin and many other states. The observance began. Back in Nebraska in 1872 as a way to celebrate the importance of trees and forests in our lives. Many states observe the day on the last Friday in April, but it is designed to be celebrated during the optimum planting season in each state. So uh, places in the south and uh, east, west, it uh, varies a little bit. Now on that first Arbor Day in Nebraska, they planted one million trees, and it's now an official holiday in Nebraska. So today is Arbor Day, and I know every time I drive by my high school in Madison, I see the tree we planted in 1965 is still growing. It's a lot bigger now than it was then, but uh, a lot of trees at uh, significant places were planted on Arbor Day. And coming up, we might make your skin crawl a little bit. Going to have a little program on ticks. Yeah, unfortunately, it's getting to be that season. Pam Yonke ran over to the University in Madison and talked to P.J. Leash, an entomologist, about the tick season. Coming up. Hall Strand Angus Ranch is holding their fourth annual production sale on Saturday, April 27th, starting at 1 p.m. at the Hall Strand Ranch, located at N2921 Hall Strand Road in Prentice. They're selling 45 hand-selected lots, 35 serviceable-age bulls, and 10 featured females. The sale includes Quaker Hill Rampage, Ha Cowboy Up, and Coleman Charlo, plus genetics from Save Resource, S. Whitlock, Rock Creek Rancher, and others. For more details, find them online at Hall Strand angus.com yesterday if you remember we talked about a very beneficial insect that's a honeybee but unfortunately as the ice and the snow and the cold weather leave us there are other insects that become a real problem and pam i know it's something that every time you go outside You get back in, you better uh, check yourself all over because the last thing you want is a tick. Yeah, Bob, fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Gives me the creepy crawlies just thinking about it, but believe it or not, even at this stage in April, Wisconsin's tick population is mobile. I was surprised to have a conversation with Dr. P.J. Leash. 
University Extension entomologist. He has been getting samples and reports of insect activity from all across the state. And when it comes to ticks, we have a lot of different types of ticks in Wisconsin, and some apparently pretty thick-blooded because they started showing up even before the snow left. Leash gave me an update on what we need to be aware of today when it comes to our tick population. Yeah, and it, actually, it's a little bit interesting. I got my first tick cases about a month ago. It was probably mid-March, uh, right after we got kind of that first wave of things melting out. Um, I've even had some reports from farther north in the state where there were still patches of snow on the ground and folks are finding ticks. So the way I look at the winter weather is it probably didn't do much against ticks. And the reason for that is a lot of our, our common ticks spend the winter down amongst leaf litter on the ground. And uh, especially this year, at least in southern Wisconsin, and probably many parts of the state, we had pretty good snow cover by the time that polar vortex came around. So they would have been insulated pretty well, which unfortunately means the, the cold weather probably didn't knock them out of the equation. Right. Now, the you said common ticks. That's the other thing we have to kind of be mindful of. Uh, with the way the weather has been uh, cycling across the upper Midwest, we're seeing a fairly diverse tick population as far as uh, types, are we not? Well, yes and no. I mean, when I think of ticks in a place like Wisconsin, there's really two main species I bump into. There's a third one that's been knocking on our door for a while, and and we get a few cases here and there. Um, If you start digging into it, though, we have a bunch of other kind of obscure species we don't really see unless you're specifically looking for them. I mean, there are species associated with moose and and woodchucks and things like that. And unless you're going after those animals, you're probably not going to bump into those particular ticks. Um, But the commonest ticks I think of, um, number one, on my list would be um, the American dog tick, and and a lot of folks call that one the wood tick. That's probably the commonest one that I see. Good news about that one is we don't have much of a disease concern with it. It, it, Wood ticks can technically carry Rocky Mountain spotted fever, um, although we see very, very few cases uh, of that um, in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we've got the deer tick, and that's the one that folks should really be most concerned about. Um, They're smaller than wood ticks, so a little bit harder to spot. Um, they can transmit a number of diseases. Lyme disease would be number one that comes to mind, although they can also transmit a disease called anaplasmosis, uh, babesiosis, which is a malaria-like disease, uh, and even some viruses like Powassan virus, which can be very serious. So that deer tick, we've got a lot of concerns with it. And then the third species I'll mention, it's relatively new in our area. Um, It's a species that does better to the south, and this is the Lone Star Tick. And if you went to even southern Illinois or Missouri or Kentucky, Tennessee, places like that, it can be a a tick that's much more common there. Up here, um, that Lone Star Tick, it's possible the cold might have have knocked those back a bit um, because, again, it's a species that uh, does better to the south of us, slightly warmer winters. That tick, I don't see many of uh, per year. It can have diseases like ehrlichiosis associated with it. And that one is weird because it can also cause an allergic reaction to red meat due to some of the uh, uh, chemicals present in its saliva. So it's kind of weird in that regard. 
Hmm. Going back to something that you mentioned earlier, PJ, the fact that you were getting uh, tick reports, tick samples, even when there was snow still on the ground. Does this tell you, is this, you know, we talk a lot in agriculture about uh, herbicide-resistant plants. Are these ticks uh, becoming kind of a, a super body to Wisconsin winters? Well, no, I don't think there's any evidence for that. Um, and I, in general, tell folks, you know, if it's above freezing and there's no snow on the ground or patchy snow, you could potentially bump into uh, ticks out there. If there's still solid snow cover, you, you should be in the clear. But uh, I've personally picked uh, some ticks off my dog in, in February before. Uh, several years back, I think it was 2012, we had a really early spring that year. So uh, if it warms up early, you can find ticks even in, in months like January or February potentially. Population-wise, do you have any sense? Will it be a, a heavier tick population this year? What other what other things are you noting from either samples that have been sent in, PJ, or your own personal observations? Yes, that's a really good question. It's always really difficult to judge how tick pressure will be in a given year, and a reason for that is our common ticks, like the wood tick and, and like the deer tick, they have a two-year life cycle. So if there's something drastic that impacts their life cycle, let's say it takes out um, the adults but not the juveniles or vice versa, something like that, it may actually be two years before you notice a real impact. So it, it's always hard to predict tick activity. From what I've been seeing um, so far in 2019, seems fairly average to me in terms of the number of tick uh, samples and, and cases and calls I've had at the insect diagnostic lab. Um, so really hard to tell. As the season goes on, we'll get a better feel for is it a really uh, heavy tick year or is it a little bit lighter, but a little early to tell at this point. Is that the same situation with your mosquito uh, forecasting, PJ? Are we uh, a little ahead of the gun? Well, to be honest, I've seen a few mosquitoes already. Um, not too surprising, though, if you understand mosquito biology. Um, so in Wisconsin, we've got about 60 different species of mosquitoes. Some of those species can overwinter as adult mosquitoes, and they go to a sheltered uh, rock outcropping or, or small cave or hollow log or something like that, sometimes even in, in root cellars or, or cool basements or a barn basement or something like that. Once it warms up into the 50s or warmer, those adult mosquitoes that made it through the winter can potentially become active. So I've seen a few of those. Um, in terms of the big explosion of mosquitoes that really kind of kicks off mosquito season, that's probably, I suspect, about a month away. It's usually about third or fourth week in May uh, when we typically see that big emergence and, and first flush of mosquitoes. Now, when it comes to mosquito forecasts, though, it really depends a lot on um, the rainfall in a given year. Um, if things are really, really rainy, like we saw in 2018, it, it probably would be a, a strong mosquito year. If things are drier over the next four or five months, then we shouldn't see as many mosquitoes. So really hard to tell at this point. It's really going to be dictated by the amount of precipitation we get. And again, that's P.J. Leash a UW entomologist and topics we got to deal with, but don't you just hate thinking of mosquitoes and ticks and everything else coming our way? Well, I've been I've been sitting here scratching that entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine a lot of people are, but uh, again, yeah, be careful, especially you take the kids out or the dogs out and walking through the woods as we get further into spring, of course. Make sure you, you check them, their hair under their arms and their crotch and everything else, because uh, those ticks can 
find a way to be where they're not supposed to be. So, again, be very, very careful of that. 27 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock, we've got uh, more news to talk about on a Friday morning at Wax. Forecast today, 58 and sunny. Forecast tomorrow, 43 and showers. Unlock the potential of your outdoor world at your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer. Countryside Cooperative with innovative zero-turn mowers, lawn tractors, utility vehicles, and professional products. Every Cub Cadet machine is engineered with you in mind. Stop by our open house on April 26th and 27th starting at 9 a.m. and test drive the 2019 UTVs and the XT Enduro Series lawn tractors. On April 27th, we'll have a lawn care seminar from brown to green by one of our expert agronomists. Countryside Cooperative, your local Cub Cadet dealer. Most vehicles go from boring to snoring. You can turn your vehicle from ordinary to extraordinary. The new Ace Auto Mall Customs in Eau Claire. Their showroom has ideas for your car, truck, any vehicle. Ace Auto Mall Customs has a graphic designer that can create custom vehicle wraps for your business or just to give your ride a sweeter look. The new Ace Auto Mall Customs, just south of the new Fleet Farm in Eau Claire. North Point RV invites you to Customer Appreciation Days, April 25th through the 28th. Four big days of big savings. North Point RV is northern Wisconsin's largest RV dealer of travel trailers, fifth wheels, park models, and toy haulers. Reps will be on hand. Big savings and financing available. Enjoy charcoal chicken. It's Customer Appreciation Days at North Point RV, April 25th through the 28th. Your family's summer fun starts at North Point RV on Business 53 between Eau Claire and Chippewa Falls, where the road begins. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock on a Friday here at Wax. 45 degrees right now. Give or take a few degrees where you are. It'll get to about 58 and sunny today. Scott, more of our ag news this morning. What's going on? It's back to China next week for our top trade negotiators. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin will be in Beijing Tuesday for face-to-face talks with their Chinese counterparts. Those talks will reportedly focus on forced technology transfer, non-tariff barriers, enforcement and barriers, as well as agricultural issues. A top administration spokesman said yesterday that, quote, we're not there yet, but we've made a heck of a lot of progress, end quote. Also on the trade talk schedule with the Chinese is another session in Washington on May 8th with a likely summit between the Chinese president and President Trump in Washington about the end of May or the first week in June, hopefully to sign a new trade deal. Bear AG, the German company that bought Monsanto for $63 billion last year, is expecting a lively annual shareholders meeting today at their German headquarters. That's in part because there are a lot more people suing the company over their use of Monsanto's Roundup weed killer. As of the 11th of this month, 13,400 lawsuits have been filed by people claiming the product caused them to contract some form of cancer. So far, Bear has lost the first two of those lawsuits, and a third one is, is in now in court, and there are four more scheduled later this year in Missouri and Montana. And, of course, they're appealing those first two and, you know, pointing out that there's no science, no scientific evidence mm-hmm. that uh, glyphosate Roundup uh, causes cancer, and they're charging. These are emotionally charged lawsuits. We'll see, but uh, I know the stockholders aren't happy that the management didn't take in more into account the potential for these lawsuits when they bought Monsanto yeah. because of that. So Bear Ag 
could be a lively meeting today there in Germany. You can't build a reputation on what you're going to do. Henry Ford. The Ford Motor Company honors only 10% of all Ford dealerships in the United States with a prestigious President's Award. Only 10%. One of those winners of the 2018 President's Award? Eau Claire Ford. Right here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Rick Moore, the owner of Eau Claire Ford, has built a solid team of people that care and want to help you. On behalf of our entire team at Eau Claire Ford, thank you for being more than just customers, but being our friends. I'm Rick Moore. We are proud to be part of the Eau Claire community. We are proud of our employees who come to work every day with the attitude of providing exceptional service. We aren't perfect, and when we fall down, we try harder. Here's another quote from Henry Ford. My best friend is the one who brings out the best in me. Thank you for being a friend and bringing out the best in us. Thank you. We really do appreciate your business and your continued support. Eau Claire Ford, winner of the 2018 Ford President's Award. And it's time for us, before we go to the weather, to check some of our local news here. Scott, what's going on? Investigators in Minnesota and prosecutors in Barron County are shedding a bit more light on the death of a Barron man. Police in Sandstone, Minnesota, say 36-year-old Christopher Etchison died last weekend at a party gone bad. Prosecutors in Barron yesterday charged three people for stealing from Etchison. They say any charges surrounding the death, his death, will have to come from Minnesota. A young man in Eau Claire is getting homework assignment instead of a jail sentence. A judge yesterday sentenced Jared Bulu. Bella, boy, I'm having a trouble with that name. Bearloo to write two essays, one making Eau Claire a better community and another on integrity. He pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of breaking into a gas station and Dairy Queen back in December. The state of Wisconsin is hoping $1,000 brings in some answers about poison meat in the Northwoods. The Department of Natural Resources announced a reward in that case. Investigators say someone has been poisoned poisoning meat and leaving it for dogs and other animals to find. In addition to family pets, the DNR says a number of wild animals also ate the poisoned meat and died. And the Packers are looking to to the defensive side of the ball. Green Bay used its first two picks last night in the NFL draft to pick defensive players. The Packers used the 12th pick to grab Michigan linebacker Sean Gary, then traded up to get the 21st pick with Maryland safety Darnell Savage. And, Bob, I'm really happy that we're at a point in our lives where when they talk about draft, we don't get nervous, we get excited. <laughs> they don't have that anymore. When, when we were that age, it was definitely upon us. I yep. wonder if that guy will write a theme, you know, that guy that's got to yep. write the essays. Right. I wonder if he should write, best way to make your community safer is put guys like me in jail. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe yep. they'll make them public. We don't know. All right, we've got to check our weather on this Friday morning. Monica, it's over at Skywarn 13, brought to you by Joe's Refrigeration in Withy. And Monica, another beautiful day today. I'll say that, and I'll let you talk about the rest. Yes, you're exactly right. It will be breezy and cooler today, but sunshine really from start to finish. Temperatures are in the low 40s as you head out the door. We're going to be in the upper 50s today. Yesterday, we got up to almost 70, so it will feel cooler and factor in those winds, and it may feel a little bit crisp at times. And then tonight, it's going to get chilly down into the mid-30s with a few clouds. And then we see a big change for tomorrow. There are already winter 
winter storm watch has posted from Madison to Milwaukee all the way up to La Crosse. So take that to heart if you do have travel plans tomorrow and expect some slushy, wet accumulation. If you're around the Chippewa Valley or northward, we're expecting more rain, maybe picking up just a couple of tenths of an inch of snow. Now, again, this could change depending on the timing and track of that storm, but right now looks like the greatest impact would be in our southern counties with a couple of inches of accumulation even in Buffalo, Trempolo, Jackson counties. Tomorrow's high, chilly, only 40, and then we should start to warm up on Sunday at 52. We'll stay in the 50s to end the month of April. Right now in Eau Claire, it's 43. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Monica Ott. And I'm going south. Not a good idea, huh? Well, if you're going south today, no problems. Uh, tomorrow, just be ready for uh, a slushy, uh, wet mess. All right. We'll see what happens. Thanks, Monica. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too, Bob. There she goes. Monica out over at Skywarn 13. Brought to you this morning by Joe's Refrigeration of Withy. Joe's Refrigeration of Withy Customer Appreciation Day is on Thursday, April 25th and Friday the 26th until 4 p.m. A robot will be on display along with your chance to enjoy many in-store specials. 10% off all rubber goods, cash only. Lunch served both days. Stop by for Joe's Refrigeration of Withy's Customer Appreciation Days, Thursday, April 25th and Friday, April 26th from 9 until 4. Want more details? Give them a call. 715 229 Country Jam 2019 is gonna rock with Chris Cruzy. Plus headliners Keith Urban, Toby Keith, and Jake Owen. Country Jam, sponsored in part by Cenex and hometown Chevy dealers July 18th through the 20th in Eau Claire. With our hometown favorite and the voice finalist, Chris Cruzy. Party with Chris Cruzy Wednesday night and again on the main stage Friday. Go to countryjamwi.com for tickets and camping. Three incredible days, 30 years in the making. Country Jam USA. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps facilitate cutting-edge research that will lead to more effective treatments and save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. Once again, 43 degrees currently, so it's cooled off a little bit, but the sun will come out today, and we should be about 58, but then cooling off over the weekend. 22 minutes before 6 o'clock on a Friday morning here at Wax. We'll get to some markets, but uh, Scott, uh, the calendar, some things coming up. Well, a couple things coming up. Today is the first day of the Wisconsin Dairy Showcase down in Madison at the Alliant Energy Center. The 2019 Jersey Spring Show kicks off this morning at 8.30 a.m. And then the Red and White Spring Show, uh, well, that's also at 8.30 and. Uh, tomorrow is the Midwest National Spring Show. That's known at the Alliant Energy Center. And, Bob, again, if you're hungry, Chippewa County 4-H Horse Program, the Pancake Breakfast and Educational Petting Zoo is on Sunday, 8 to 1. That's at the Old Halley Town Hall. And if you didn't get over to the Chippewa Valley Technical College open house and annual plant sale yesterday, they're also having that plant sale Monday, 11 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. That's over at the CVTC West Campus. All right. You can't miss that out by Menard's headquarters out there. And uh, look for the greenhouse, and they'll be over there. And, and visit visit Bob's plants. Yeah, Susan Frame is rehabilitating. She and her kids are rehabilitating some of my plants. So don't buy mine. <laughs> don't buy mine. I'd like to get them back. All right. We've got markets to get to. We're uh, about 21 minutes now before 6 o'clock. Again, 43 degrees right now. Sunny today. High of 58. And our markets this morning on Wax brought to you by... 
Bobcat Plus, Chippewa Falls, and Osseo. Tough jobs demand tough equipment. Bobcat loaders from Bobcat Plus answer the challenge for those tough jobs. Like the new M-Series loaders. More power, more performance, more comfort. There's a Bobcat loader that's perfect for your job. But don't just take my word on it. Hi, this is Bob Bosold. See the compact material handling equipment experts at Bobcat Plus and let their specialists show you the growing lineup of Bobcat equipment. Visit Bobcat Plus in Butler, Waukesha, De Pere, Appleton, Osseo, or Chippewa Falls. Bobcat Plus. Working the state of Wisconsin, one customer at a time. 5.39 a.m. at Wax 104.5. Mark Koger has what went on at yesterday's Equity Altoona sale. Choice beef steers and heifers selling from a dollar to a dollar twenty-five. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, 87 to 90. Choice Holstein steers, 80 to 86. With your heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling 80 and down. 20% of slaughter cows on Thursday selling from 55 to 60. We topped at 62 and a half. 60% of cows selling from 42 to 54. With 20% of cows selling from 42 and down. Most of the slaughter bulls here on Thursday selling from 65 to 75. We topped at 85 on a high-yielding Holstein bull. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves selling 95 pounds and up. Here on Thursday selling from fifty to a dollar fifty or hundred and fifty seven fifty per head. Your fancy beef calves selling from one hundred and twenty five to three hundred and twenty five dollars per head with the light and poor quality calves selling below fifty. Quick reminder, special feeder sale here on Friday, the twenty sixth of April. We're expecting six to seven hundred head of cattle, a lot of good beef cattle and a lot of good Holstein steers. Uh, for more information you can call us here at the market at seven one five eight three five three one zero four or you can go to our website at equitycoop.com to check out our early consignments. This is Mark Koger from Equity Altoona Auction Market. Have a great day. All right, Mark, you have a great day, too, over there at the Equity Altoona Barn. Let's continue with markets from the Equity Barn as we head over to Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. How are you doing? Well, good morning to you, Bob. We're doing good this morning, although I uh, went out a little while ago. Kind of a pretty good, strong, stiff breeze kind of coming out of the north. Well, kind of north-northwest, I think. But, uh, yeah, just put a coat on, I guess. But uh, we'll... uh, we won't talk about what she was talking about no, for tomorrow. So uh, we, we won't. Let's talk about markets. Get us caught up. Wrap up the week over at Stratford. That I can do, Bob. Thank you very much. And good morning, everyone. And a summary from uh, everything closed out this past week here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the cow market. Fully steady market on the cows. Our demand on these cows as compared to a few weeks ago. These high-yielding, good, big, fleshy cows, they are selling from 55 to 68 uh, top cow this week here in Stratford at 70 and a half. The uh, bulk of the cows on this week's auction, your average fleshy dairy cows, they were selling from 38 to 54. Your thinner, plainer cows, $38 and below. On the bull trade this week, your better quality bulls, mostly from 70 to 85, with a top on the bulls at 88, lighter bulls, 65 and down. Fat cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers, are selling mostly from uh, uh so, uh, rather from 79 to 89, high-yielding choice Holsteins from 89 to 90 and a quarter, select and underfinished steers 77 and back. On the calf market, very strong market on Holstein bull calves this week. Uh, and on the good quality calves, they're weighing 90 to 120 pounds, selling from 90 to 190. Uh, fancy bull calves earlier in the week on Monday's auction, up top of 230. For calves, mostly from 40 to 90. They did top at 135. Good demand on the beef calves does continue from 200 to 385. See beef calves topping out from 390 or 20. We're going to take a look at next week's sales schedule. Uh, 
uh, next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday, May the 1st. Uh, and also, as I mentioned yesterday, we want to uh, mention next a week from tomorrow at Thorpe with the fourth uh, here, a uh, very nice sale, the second annual Connecting Kids and Cavs event. Uh, that will start at 9 a.m. with the calf viewing, 11 a.m. sale. That will be next Saturday, May 4th, uh, in Thorpe, Horsetale Barn there. We've got a lot of nice heifers on the consignment list. You can view that, folks. Equity Co-op, click on the Thorpe page. So, again, that will be May 4th. Uh, good activity for our young people. Uh, that'll be next week. So, Bob, that's what's going on. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. Uh, and uh, you guys have a nice weekend also. And, uh, well, I know the Brewers are over in New York, so hopefully they can get their stuff back together. But we'll see what happens. I think there's more interest in what the Packers are doing down in Nashville with the NFL draft. So hopefully they improve their team so we got a little better, little better record this year. Hey, you enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Bob. Thank you much. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Equity Stratford sale barn. And uh, take a look at the rest of our markets this morning. Markets are really under pressure with uncertain weather. Of course, these burdensome supplies, lots of products still in the bins. And what's happening with these trade talks? Are we ever going to get them done, get these tariffs out of the way? July corn this morning is down to 357. Oats at 287. July wheat down uh, three cents, actually better than yesterday's close at 442. The soybeans down four to 868. Soybean meal down $3 a ton at three oh six sixty. Country elevator prices. As we look around our DTN screen, corn, Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo down to two ninety six. Soybean seven sixty five. Elk Mound corn three oh three. Bean seven seventy eight. Sparta three dollars a bushel. Seven sixty six on the beans. Ellsworth corn two eighty eight. Beans at seven sixty five. Ethanol plants. Boysville three twenty one. Stanley three sixteen. New Richmond three fourteen. Cheese prices were a little higher yesterday. Barrels up three at one sixty three. Blocks up two at one sixty nine. Butter up a half at two twenty six. April class three up seven at fifteen ninety eight. May over sixteen dollars now sixteen twenty nine. That's up forty five cents. June up thirty two at sixteen thirty seven. July up twenty at sixteen forty eight. August up nineteen at sixteen seventy one. One motorcycle captured the imagination like no other. It changed the concept of what riding can be and how far it can take you. And now it's ready to do it all over again. Introducing the entirely new 2019 Honda Goldwing and Goldwing Tour, available now at Northwest Honda Rice Lake. Redesigned from the road up, the new Goldwing is nearly 90 pounds lighter than before with a leaner, more aggressive body. It features an all-new, more powerful flat-six engine, a new double-wishbone front suspension, the industry's first Apple CarPlay integration, and your choice of a six-speed manual transmission or a seven-speed automatic dual-clutch transmission. The new Goldwing delivers performance touring at its best across five different trim levels, and it must be seen to be believed. So head to Northwest Honda on Main Street and Rice Lake today and discover what lies beyond on your very own 2019 Honda Goldwing or Goldwing Tour. Apple CarPlay is a trademark of Apple Incorporated. And attention, please, on this Friday morning, we have award winners in the house. Mark Hagedorn, Eau Claire County Agricultural Agent, is with us. And uh, what, the county agents got together yesterday and uh, had an annual meeting and presentations of a little recognition? 
Yeah, the west side of the state really, for the most part, did pretty well. I was Good. proud of us. So what were you, how were you recognized? Well, I, uh, in conjunction with Katie Wontock and Jerry Clark and Chippewa and Dunn, respectively, we received uh, first place in the team newsletter, which is also a national finalist. Good. Yeah, that's a good newsletter. Um, we uh, Ryan, Katie does a good job putting that together. Yes. Ryan <laughs> Sterry and I were recognized as uh, uh, for a reward for our fact sheet. Uh, good. good. I was the state champion in the search for excellence in livestock production category. Got some help from Ryan Sterry and Matt Akins. And the the last dot in my column was I was this year's Distinguished Service Award winner. Well, outstanding. Congratulations. So, thank you. I hope you took the truck over there so you can haul all those awards back. And we took Jerry's Tahoe. That'll yes. do it. Oh, yes. that's great. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah, we've always said we've uh, we've been blessed to have some of the best county agents in the state for years and years and years right here in our area. So, well-deserved. That's uh, good stuff, Mr. Hagedorn. and congratulations. Well, thank you, Bob. All right. Now, you, uh, you're you not done with the, with the beef people yet for the season either, are you? I was getting a fair amount of input from the country that uh, folks wanted to try to get one more training session in before it all hit the fan. So and I, by hitting the fan... We're talking that, field work. Well, no, I know that, but hitting the fan, as far as the industry is concerned... These Packers are going to require this. Yes, it's it's uh, it's in the books for Tyson. Effective now has been since January one, and more than likely it will go into effect for JBS January mm-hmm. one of twenty twenty. All right, so you got to have this beef quality assurance. So what are you going to do? When and where? And how's it going to work? We're going to have one final uh, spring certification session. I'm going to hold it over at the extension office here in Altoona. April 30th, we're going to get started about 10.30 in the morning. We're going to run for about an hour and a half, take a little break, finish up, get our testing done, have everybody out of there and headed home by 2.30 for chores. Now, this is anybody in the beef industry selling beef, dairy beef, straight beef breeds, whatever, not just Eau Claire County. Anybody wants to come is welcome. I sent notification out to... Clark, Chippewa, Barron, Dunn, St. Croix, Buffalo. So the word has been spread. But uh, if you're in a county that Mark didn't listen, your list, you're still invited. Correct. Absolutely. But you want him to call ahead of time. It would be good. Uh, there's a $15 per farm check. It's payable to Wisconsin BQA program that will collect at the door. I'll issue our materials and. We'll promptly get started at 1030. All right, and that's April 30th. April 30th, that would be next Tuesday. I was going to say, that's not far away. Nope. We're, right. we're getting pretty quick turnaround on this one. All right, 839-4712 is the that number to call. That is the number to dial up. Ask for Andy. All right, sounds good. Hey, and again, congratulations to you and Katie and Ryan and Jerry and all the rest of you guys that were recognized over there. Good stuff. Thank you very much, Bob. All right, Mark Hagedorn, Eau Claire County's award-winning county agricultural agent. And it is obviously a Friday morning here at 20 in a row, Wax 104.5. The studio is full. Brent is up next. Countryside Cooperative, creative solutions, exceptional value. Countryside Cooperative is looking to help you in all of your farming needs, whether it's in agronomy, feed, grain, fuel, or energy. 
Call your local Countryside Cooperative Agronomy locations to learn more about Countryside soybean treatment programs. Countryside can offer you Countryside's Warden CX by Winfield insecticide and fungicide seed treatment, which will protect your seed from seedling disease and insect pests in your young soybean crop. Warden CX will protect your soybean crop from four types of fungal diseases along with one external foliar feeding insects. By applying Warden CX, your crop will have increased plant stands, quicker canopy closure, yield gain, and improved root health. Pair Warden CX by Winfield with optimized inoculant from Novozymes BioAg to achieve its full genetic potential and to assist the soybean with its natural growth process. Call one of your local Countryside Cooperative agronomy locations to speak with an agronomist to learn more. Friday morning, and in our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program, Brent Wink is in the studio. You ever won anything? What's that? You ever won anything? Well, not as many awards as this guy just pulled off. But did you notice in a lot of those awards, there was multiple names listed, but he and was he was leader. just kind of tagging along on some of them. He was the senior advisor in all those <laughs> award categories. Huh. He's going to need a new mantle at home, I think. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Hey, I imagine after last week when you were here getting started, and this week, what a di- I mean, it's just like I said earlier, this just reminds us we live in Wisconsin. 80 last weekend and 40 this weekend. Yes, it certainly was a beautiful Easter weekend last weekend, and, and things changed drastically. And, you know, I, I learned last week, i got to admit my faults. I You know, I did a little bit of scouting down in Pierce County on some alfalfa fields, but it was a really rainy kind of middle of the week. Probably didn't do as good a homework as I should have. You know, I had talked, uh, the alfalfa fields down in Pierce County weren't looking too bad. Well, this week... Things kind of changed a little bit. I actually got out into quite a few more fields and then now starting to get reports from agronomists in Polk County, St. Croix County, Barron County, Dunn County. Uh, several different uh, agronomists have called in the fields I've looked at. Our winter kills probably uh, quite a bit greater than I stated. Uh, we're starting to see, I don't quite know if it's going to be as bad as we saw in 2013 but we're definitely seeing some areas of of uh, severe winter kill even some new seeding fields that didn't make it and especially as i said last week if they were scalped off not much cover left those ones definitely look like uh they they suffered one talk real quick on autotoxicity i had a couple of growers talking to me about trying to take alfalfa out this spring put in some emergency forage and put those fields back into alfalfa this fall. And Dan Undersander, a former UW uh, gentleman, has a lot of research on that. And in a in an ideal world, he definitely predi- uh, would like to see people staying out of alfalfa for 24 months. Not to say that alfalfa wouldn't reestablish, but uh, tonnage and, and just uh, issues with the roots on the alfalfa, with having a previous crop of alfalfa in there. You can definitely impact your yield and establishment with that. So we, we definitely, if you can, stay out of alfalfa for 24 months before you come back into that. That'll give you the best bet. The other thing that we are seeing is a supply of emergency forages, I'll call it, whether it's oatledge, triticale. Uh, there's some people talking about putting in uh, sorghum sedans, uh, different things and uh, there's there's so many different options you know working with your nutritionists and your agronomist to find out what's going to work best on your farm but some of those products are going to be very very short 
Uh, it, just the industry doesn't plan for large swings like we're going to see this year. So if you do need uh, some type of emergency forage, you know, start working with your agronomist and nutritionist to see what the best choice is going to be for your operation and start getting that locked up. Then we are probably going to see uh, alfalfa seeding, you know, 30 40% more than normal. Uh, alfalfa supply is very good, just making sure that we've got it at the right places. So, again, communicating with your agronomist if, if you definitely are leaning more toward uh, alfalfa than you normally would have planted. So we can just make sure that get everything moved next week before we really hit it in the fields. Uh, lastly, there was a little bit of planting going on over in the River Falls area. There was some corn that went in the ground uh, over by Roberts, Hudson, uh, west side of the state. Some of that ground actually was working up pretty good. Unfortunate forecast of tomorrow doesn't look very good for what did go in, but are seeing some activity out in the fields and, and uh, seeing some planting going on here in western Wisconsin. So, so if you yeah. haven't checked your alfalfa stands, do it. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, looking a little worse than, I, than I'd originally thought last week. Yeah, I was afraid you were going to say that because we had some of that more ice out there than I think a lot of people realized yeah, yeah, for a longer absolutely. period of time. Yeah, yep, you bet. All right. Thanks, Brent. You bet. Have a good All weekend. Right. Brent Wink with us this Friday morning on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update Program. And as Brent said, that uh, corn had got in early isn't going to like this forecast because uh, today will be nice, 58 and sunny. But tomorrow, high only about 43. And we've got some showers in the forecast. Right now, it's about 43 degrees. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Check out the all-new Chilson Outdoor Adventure RV in Lake Halley or online at chilson.com. Wax 104.5 